Welcome to the Business of Beautiful Spaces. I'm your host, Laura Thornton, Principal of Thornton Design. I'm beyond thrilled to bring you this podcast where I am going to share over 25 years of experience in the interior design industry. As an experienced interior designer, I understand the challenges of running a successful business while also creating beautiful and functional spaces for our clients. Throughout my career, I've worked closely with trades and other professionals to bring my clients' vision to life. And along the way, I've learned a thing or two about balancing that creativity and practicality while running a business. In this podcast, I aim to share my knowledge, my insight with you, other designers, covering all the aspects of the interior design industry, from the creative process to the business side of things, from selecting the right materials to managing budgets and timelines. I am going to share all the tips and tricks that I have learned over the years to help you run a successful interior design business. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out in this industry, this podcast will be for you. I'm looking forward to sharing my experience with you, answering your questions, and helping you navigate the exciting world of interior design. So let's get started on the business of beautiful spaces and explore the art of creating beautiful and functional spaces while running a successful business. Welcome back, fellow designers, to another episode of the Business of Beautiful Spaces podcast. I'm your host, Laura Thornton, and today we are going to dive into an often overlooked aspect of interior design projects. Let's talk extras to consider when quoting your design projects. We all know we get going, we're into the job site, and all of a sudden, oh, forgot to quote X, Y, and Z. So I want to go over some of the things that are on our in-house checklist here at Thornton Design that maybe it'll help you when you're quoting your next job so that you don't have to approach a client with a mistake or an overlooked item and or eat that in your profit. So these are the little details that can make a big difference in the overall success and satisfaction of your clients. So let's get started. One of the first things to remember on-site construction cleaning. Even if you're just doing a very simple renovation, after a simple renovation, even a painting contractor has been on site, there is always dust left left over. So, you know, they fill a hole or an old art nail came out of the wall and now they used filler and a little sandpaper. That sandpaper obviously is going to drop some of that dust onto the carpet or the hardwood or whatever the flooring may be. And that goes around the entire room. Then after they start painting, usually, you know, there are some items that creep up as the pressure gets put on the wall and you get dust that flies out from underneath the baseboards. So generally speaking, it's a really good idea to include an on-site construction cleaning before handing back over to the space to your client. Now you can do that if you want, but we hire here uh, a cleaning crew regularly that will come in during renovations multiple times to clean the space. If you are someone that is organizing renovations for your clients, I highly recommend this. I have never received anything but praise for the amount of times that we have cleaning come in, especially at the end of the project when you're trying to keep the walls and the dust down. We generally include three cleanings and that will include the last clean, which is a deep clean for all the dust on top of every trim, every window. We basically spick and span that renovation and or house from top to bottom so that when we hand over that space to our clients, they are thrilled. It is clean. They can see everything. There's nothing left to the imagination. And generally that's also handy for our photographs that will be taken before we give that space back over to our clients. So we can guarantee that it'll be less work for us that day that we're doing that photography. But that cleaning fee goes into the quotes. I include that as a line item. 
in our summary so that the space is immaculate and ready for our clients to come in and enjoy. And, you know, that's something where once they see it and it is in your summary, you can explain the reasons for having it in there. It doesn't need to be hidden. I think people value that they won't have to do that. So if there is a renovation, the other thing not to forget about, if you don't want to include it in your quote, at least noting it in some of your client-facing documents about um, suggesting duct cleaning. During renovations, the HVAC system can accumulate dust and debris, and it really can affect the air quality. It clogs up the filter, and this way it would show that if they don't want to do it, they can pull it out of the quote, but at least you've included it and you've also brought it to their attention in an, if they didn't read through your contracts or if they didn't read through any of your forward-facing client uh, items. As you know, they always question us on things that would be in that documentation, so we know they're not reading it as thoroughly as we would like them to do. So this will show the attention to detail and the consideration for your client's well-being by at least suggesting the duct cleaning. I know this is a little off topic, but definitely include it in your what to expect for renovations or what to expect um, documentation so that you're, you're suggesting that they clean that filter once a month so it's not on you um, because the air quality will be affected. And not only that, that those dust particles are going back into the air constantly. So if you are painting or they're doing something that requires, um, you know, to have a low dust in the space, this way you're not going to end up with some uneven surfaces. Another often overlooked item is broadloom and carpet steam cleaning. If you're doing a renovation and you're traping something up and down someone's staircase, I would include having that carpet steam cleaned when you're done because even though there's drop cloths and things in that space you know that that dirt is getting deep into those carpets so I do include that in our summary again they can choose to have it removed off their quote but as long as you have explained that I would recommend that they could do it themselves if they want um, and or they can rent their own equipment you never know but at least it's in there and that you've considered that for them as an added service and usually it leaves the clients delighted that they have these fresh clean carpets as they're approaching their new space it is a very economical item to add in so I wouldn't be afraid to do so they can always remove it so speaking of these details let's not forget about vent covers when you're installing new hardwood floors um, or new broadloom, or you're not even renovating and you're just solely decorating a space, nothing is worse than everything has been curated to the point where it's perfection. And then you see the ratty old vent cover that's either got rust on it, or it doesn't match, or it's from 1974. And not that that's a bad year, that's the year I was born. But you know, nothing is worse than when that's where your eye goes to so the one thing that wasn't touched up or thought of. So when we're doing new hardwood floors, we always ask our uh, flooring provider and uh, flooring rep to include all new vents from the same manufacturer in the same finish and stain, and then it's solely integrated into our new spaces. And then those vents literally float away. You don't see them. They are not the beacon of, look at me, I'm a metal color that doesn't match the floor, or just that really high contrast juxtaposition. So we always include all new vent covers in our quotes for full renovations, of course, and even simply for um, doing renovations of one single room. We will always include a new vent a new vent cover um, and then we can pick something that's a little bit more in tune that it's not going to distract from our our space so um, that's something that often gets overlooked and I would make sure that you include that in your spaces and something like that also goes hand in hand with um, light fixtures and uh, also with your switches 
Um, nothing is worse than everything being beautifully painted in a fresh white, but all the old switches are dimmed and yellow or dirty or have been painted on top by previous owners of the home and or whoever painted before didn't take the uh, time to take them off the wall. We all know we've seen those. So I would highly recommend including that in your uh, quotes to have all that switched out. Again, your client can say, I don't want to do that. It snowballs. How do I do one room and not the other? That's fine. But at least you decided to include it. They can make that decision nine times out of 10. If you're having an electrician come in to make those switches change, they're going to do their whole house. So you actually have just made more money by having them do the entire space and switching everything out. So those are a couple of items that can really make a new space look dingy um, and looks like it was overlooked or forgotten. So I would definitely add those into my quote, and I do. And the other thing is, if you're having them come in to do the switches, we always do the outlets as well. And if we're changing those outlets to update them, decor switches, whatever the case may be there, the beautiful new metal ones or Lutron, whatever you decide to do. But the other thing you should really include is USB ports and or the A and C lightning ports for your clients and put those in places where they would need to plug phones in. So for us, we put them always in the kitchen. We always have them on the islands so that they can plug in computers, iPads, their phones, um, docking stations in any offices. A lot of parents like them in the kitchen as well. Um, We always have them beside the master beds on both sides at the height of the nightstand so nobody has to go digging around to behind any uh, furniture to plug in their phones now they have the usb ports right there same thing in master bathrooms we do that a lot there's so many things now that need to be plugged in toothbrushes um, shaving uh, apparatus so we just put those in places where people will be working a lot of our clients now are asking for it also where they tend to sit uh, and watch television or at their kitchen breakfast areas so that that way if they are on an iPad or their phone or if they're working from home then they have the flexibility of plugging those items in really close by and they're not looking for a plug they can just use the USB and or AC plug. Um, So another less glamorous but equally important consideration is garbage removal. How many times have you loaded your trunk with boxes and styrofoam and items that were forgotten on site from artwork or a few last minute items? So, you know, here in Canada, we have got junk. I always schedule got junk regardless of whether or not it's been included in our delivery fees to have the garbage removed. I do like not having to think about finding a dumpster. I like not having big boxes full of stuff and styrofoam. And, you know, those little styrofoam balls, they go everywhere, everywhere. They're on you. They're on the tape. They're on the chair in the carpet in your trunk they just they're everywhere they multiply I swear so so I always have uh, a flat fee to fill a truck which is here in Canada is usually $650 that is included in the summary so during the design project there will inevitably be waste materials things that need to be disposed of um, and they will come in and charge accordingly so if you don't fill the whole truck you do not get charged for the whole truck you only get charged for the portion that you have filled so um, I include this in the cost of our quote and if we don't use it all or don't need it then it can easily be removed but it has been allotted for you always look like a hero if you're taking money away it never looks good to have to call or make the call or the email to say I'm going to add or I'm going to use some funds from the reserve because it was an overlooked item so it this quote will definitely demonstrate your professionalism and ensures a clean and organized workspace for your clients and for your team when you're in that space doing the big reveal so the other thing to not overlook is hardware 
door hardware. So if there's any existing millwork or if there is any existing doors or closet doors, just like we talked about earlier in this podcast, don't overlook those items that already exist in a space. By upgrading them, it doesn't look like they were forgotten. It looks like it was part of the design. Nine times out of 10, when you suggest new door hardware to your clients, guess what? They're going to want the whole house done. So again, you've just leveled up. You've just made more of a sale and you've just made a little bit more money by having the entire house done. Then typically what happens is the doors need to be painted. So now you've just included a, a paint quote, which where you can make some more money as well. So I know this is not about making money, but at the end of the day, once you open up people's eyes to see these things, they can't unsee them and then they want to get them fixed. So upgrading door hardwells, hardware and locks can enhance the overall design of like your space and the function of the space. Um, Be sure to include the cost of the new door hardware in the quote, but also the installation and allow your clients to enjoy the complete transformation of their interior by having every door they touch a reminder of how great your service was. So another crucial aspect is the electrical work. And as we mentioned, be sure to um, include new switches and plugs in your quote, as well as any additional USBs or any kind of specialized lightning AC plugs. These details ensure that the space is not only visually appealing, but also it's functional and convenient for our clients. But also what comes along with electrical, if you're bringing an electrician in to do any of your decorative lighting, be sure to have ordered the proper light bulbs and included the light bulbs in your summary. So every time we have a lamp or a decorative light fixture, ceiling fixture, wall sconces, right below it is the bulbs. Don't just think, oh, I will get that later. Bulbs add up so fast now. We recently had uh, a project where we had thousands of dollars in light bulbs. LED light bulbs are on average minimum $20 and they're all going to add up fast. So make sure that all of those are in your quote. By the time you have three, four, maybe five lamps, two wall sconces, and a light fixture, ceiling light fixture, chandelier, you're probably at over $100 just in light bulbs. So don't be eating that. Make sure that's all in your quote. Um, Now, it doesn't matter if you are doing a reno or whether you're just doing, not just, but if you are doing a um, decorative job, it is always great to have a line item for touch-up painting. It's something where if they didn't include it in there, then that's that's not great, but um, hopefully they are letting you paint and that your paint contractor will allow to have um, come back for at least one touch up. But if they're not allowing you to touch it or it doesn't call for touching and you're just doing furniture um, and, you know, like decorative elements, but not painting, I would still include a line item in case your installer comes and hits that wall and now you have to come in and paint. You can't just touch it up nine times out of 10, they need to feather out or at least do the whole wall. So as long as you've covered it as a contingent and it's in your summary, and as you're walking through your summary with your client, they note that that item, it's now they're aware you've had the conversation. And if it's not needed, great, it's not needed. We'll take it off the last payment. But if it is needed, then you've allotted for it. Um, And when working with those contractors that are coming in or your moving team, or, you know, I myself have scratched a wall before moving a piece of furniture. Um, those touch-ups are necessary because as clients come in and start touching everything, they're looking over everything, as we all know, with a fine tooth comb, and that would be a real distraction to have a scratch on the wall. Um, so 
after the main painting is complete also just make sure that your painter is going to come back and do a touch up for you just to ensure that flawless finish and a satisfied client moving on um, it's essential to factor in all your delivery fees even if you use a even if you use like a receiver um, I always include every single thing meaning if I'm ordering art I'm ordering a lamp I'm ordering and there's a delivery fee I've included it as a line item so there's no surprises there and you can mark up that accordingly but at the end I also have a blank no, it's not blank. That's not the right verbiage. I do have a line item with an allotment for the actual extras. Uh, and again, it's a little higher than it probably needs to be. Sometimes I've needed more. Sometimes I needed less, but then it's there. And we can discuss all of those costs that might be involved in there at the end. But I include all the delivery fees from every retail space, from our team, um, furniture, materials, decor items, artwork, lamps, Anything that costs us money is in there. If we know the amount, it is included so the clients can see it. By including all the delivery fees in the quote, A, there's no surprises. Your clients will really like the clear picture of the overall investment required for their project. Nothing is worse than saying, I'm going to just throw $3,000 over here for delivery. And then they're like, what? But when they see it broken down, it's like I always compare it to going to Costco. I go to Costco for milk and the chicken, and I come out with a $500 bill. And every time I'm like, how did I do it? But I look at the bill and oh yeah, everything adds up. It's all $20 here, $20 there, $10 here, $10 there. But at the end of the day, it's $500. And I equate that with my clients looking at their summary. They're like, whoa, when they see the bill. But as they break it all down, yep, yeah, it makes sense. Great. They're fine with it because they can see each line item. So I know that works for us and our clients. I know a lot of people like room totals. I find that scary. I've had a lot of pushback from clients. Um, and once they see the breakdown, there's no question. I find that I've had less revisions by having the breakdown. Yes, it's a little bit more work up front for us to do our presentation, but I do find that those line items, just like that Costco bill, um, our clients can read it real quick and they don't see any red flags and we're good to go. But if I gave a room total, for us personally, I've had pushback because people are now asking me every individual little nugget. So instead of having that, when they walk away with their presentation package from Thornton Design and they're looking at it at home, every single item is itemized, just like your receipt would be. Now, when we go to invoice, you can choose to type in every single one if you want, or in this scenario, you can do your room total as a total and not worry about writing everything in individually. So that's what works for us. I'm not throwing that out there just to say like, ha that works for us and whatever it does. I'm just giving you that knowledge because that's why we do this podcast. We want you to learn from what we do, whether it doesn't, if it works for us and it doesn't work for you, that's cool. We are just trying to give some ideas and some insight into what we've done trial and error and where we've come out, where it's worked for us. And I'll also tell you where it doesn't. But for now, that's what's really working well for us because we found the room totals did not work well with our client. Um, and we do mid to high end residential and commercial, but commercial is a different animal. People don't care. It's not their money. They don't see it the same way. Residential, it's their money. They do care. They're signing the check. They just want to make sure they're not you know, spending $8,000 on one thing and everything else is $30 items. They want to just see where that money is spent. And I hate to keep bringing up the Costco receipt, but it is the easiest thing for me to kind of refer to. It's just so quick that stuff adds up. And yet you're all good once you can just see how it all dispersed itself. Um, so I know that that was a long winded answer on that one, but I do feel like sometimes just knowing how other people work and what works in, in their design studios is a benefit. So I wanted 
wanted to share that little nugget. But also let's not forget about procurement fees and installation day fees. So I I don't know a lot of people, I know they do a line item for procurement. Um, We do too here. We have a percentage that we work on depending on the bill. We automatically apply that to the bill as our fees. But then in addition to that, we do have a separate line for procurement. Because as we know, these these <laughs> these projects since COVID, we are doing work three times over because something is now discontinued or by the time we ordered it and then three months later we get a phone call, well, it's going to be delayed another six months and that's not going to work for us. So we're, we're finding we're doing a lot of work over and over and over again. And although it is getting better uh, post-COVID, it is definitely still something where these little items are rearing their ugly heads. So we still have a line item for procurement depending on the project size, but for an hour, based on an hourly amount, it is a flat rate to the client. We base it based on our tracking of our hours here to know what that typically would cost us in time. And then we also have another line item separate from procurement for installation day fees. So if we are going to be on a three day installation with three designers, that is also a line item. And that is something that is not included in our actual design fee initially. It is separate. So we can figure out how many days we need to be somewhere and how many designers will be on site and for how many hours. And then that is applied as a separate line item. So, you know, you know how much time we all invest in our in our efforts in finding the perfect pieces for our clients. And we are sure to account for all these procurement fees after we have found the items to chase that item, to track that item, to make sure that it got to our receiver, to make sure it was unpacked and it is um, in good form. Then we show up and we actually look over all those items before we send it to our client. So in addition to just ordering, tracking, paying, paperwork, (laughs) picking it up, looking at it, making sure it's in good shape. And if it's not, we have to go back and get it again. All of these things are not allotted for until we do that procurement fee. So Um, as well as any additional fees for that installation day coordination. So those are separate above and beyond our fees. Um, And that is another line item. And we charge, the the charge is reflective of that valuable service that we are all been providing our clients. So finally, let's not forget about um, cleaners and and sealants that are going to be needed after a renovation and we've walked away. Let's say we're doing a bathroom. We just did this for a client recently. Uh, It was a beautiful bathroom for their kids. And then we moved on and did their master. But the kids vanity was a, um, a purchase from Pottery Barn. So I didn't have a lot of control on the countertop, didn't have a lot of control on the stain and the finishes, but they really loved this vanity. And so we ordered it. Now it's, they have five children. So, Let's keep in mind five children on a marble counter, not fabulous for staining. So, you know, I was very um, forthcoming about how you're going to have to seal this regularly and what kind of cleaners you can use. And instead of leaving that and rolling the dice and hoping that they seal it and hoping that they're they're you know, whoever cleans the home um, does and uses the right items, I always say, we'll put it together for you. We'll have that left on site. 
So that is something that we will make a line item for. If they do need a few cleaners, it's a very easily thing to a very easily thing. It's a very easy thing to order when we're doing and ordering tiles or Amazon is awesome. So they will bring it right to our um, studio and then we will package it up a little bit nicer and leave it with our client when we leave our care package with them on how to care for all the finishes that we have installed in their space. So, you know, I, I don't even know if they remember that they've paid for it, but everybody's always wowed at the fact that we have left them with this basket of cleaning supplies. Cause let's face it, who wants to clean? Not me. I'm sure you don't either, but they're always wowed when they don't have to now make a trip to the home Depot or figure it out or call us three times. So this was something we figured out over time. That was just a really nice touch at the end. Here it is. Here's all the stuff that you need to care for this countertop with the instructions of how often it needs to be done. Once we walk away, I don't know how often they do it or they don't, but all the products are there on, on site. So it definitely wraps up and completes a design project. And it's essential to provide your clients with all those necessary cleaning product sealants and, and the paperwork to how to maintain the newly designed space. Um, the gesture just demonstrates your commitment to the long-term satisfaction of their project and generally they are always thrilled. So you know they're calling you back if they have to do another bathroom. So that's always uh, that's always a nice little touch at the end. So including all of these extras in your quotes will not only ensure transparency, but it also sets you apart as a detail-oriented and professional interior designer. So it's remembering all those little things that make such a big difference. And if there's anything you would like to add to this list, like I know I have this on an ongoing checklist in, in our studio, so that when we get to the last page of our presentation, we're not forgetting any line items, so we have it on a checklist. Um, but if there is anything that, you know, you're sitting listening to this in your car, you're working, or you're relaxing, and you're listening to this going, oh, Laura, forgot this thing, please, please, please can't beg you enough. Head over to our Instagram uh, page and, and the picture that goes along with this episode, if you can add it into the, into the comments, it would be amazing that we could build a better checklist for everybody who listens to this because the goal is to help each other. So um, if you wouldn't mind doing that, I'd be great. I also wouldn't mind if you would review our podcast. I would love that too. Um, but that's everything for this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I thank you so much for joining me on the Business of Beautiful Spaces. I hope you found these items insightful, helpful, enhancing your quoting process. Please join us next time as we keep exploring more exciting topics of the world of interior design. And until then, keep designing, keep inspiring. Thanks for listening. Bye for